You ever burped into a U87? It's awesome. I have not. So uh, just crystal clear, and the fidelity mm. is just mm, beautiful. What would it sound like if someone went into it? Would that sound good? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Is ASMR still a thing? I hope not, because I hate it with the burning passion. <laughs> it's It's got to still be a thing. I hate it, man. I uh, Can't do it. Cannot do it. Mm. Well, hi, everybody. What's up? Are we uh, we ready to start the episode here? I think that was it. Oh, it's, we're, we're here? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going. I think that's oh, a good way to start. God. Okay. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Dips and Tone, episode wherever, season. Season two, episode so, two. Yep. 12, here we are. Maybe. Wait. I don't know. We're out here. Um, I'm Rhett. That's Zach. And if you're new here, please consider subscribing. We kind of stalled out on the subscriber number yeah, a little bit. but I blame myself because here's the thing, right? We're, like, I'm still doing a lot of the video stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Milton is still covering a lot of the, the audio. Yeah. Um, so I work, you know, eight to six, drive home, and then... <laughs> I would normally start working on the podcast, but I'm just so tired and, and I want to spend time with the family. So like, I'll do it on Friday and then Friday shows up and it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, we got to paint the house or something. Mm -hmm. So it just never happens. So I got to get on a better schedule. I've, my brain has, has no, what we need, what mush. we need is someone to just handle the audio and the video. Yeah. Maybe it's Milton, but we need someone to just, here's the files. Here's here's your payment. Now, let's get it synced up, get it uploaded. You probably still need to do the thumbnails because you've kind of developed a unique thumbnail <laughs> style for this show. I as weird as I can get it is is what I want to be. <laughs> Although I think the best thumbnail I've seen as of late uh, award goes to RJ for his gold top. Oh uh, yeah, this is gonna financially ruin me. <laughs> no, no, I'll never financially recover from this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe Exotic, he works on everything. You know, he really does. And he's it's in jail, so what's he going to do? We can use his picture all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, man. Uh, let's see. Old Man Brogan in the Patreon chat says, can producer Chris do it? You know, producer Chris probably could do it. Yeah, he doesn't have the him. mixing chops, though, yet. He's uh, he's brand new to the world of like recording and mixing. I've, I've just got him to the point where he um, can can open a session and like get tracks pulled up and stuff like that that's kind of where he's at so i don't think i trust him to mix the show yet but he's mm. uh he's become a hell of a video editor well, over the last several months and and i got this new plugin so now i should be sounding better consistently so <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully um, uh there's there's gonna be a little learning curve with it i think yeah uh well how was how was your week um let's see you had a visitor oh i did i did uh, Miss Mary Spender came over from across the pond from jolly old London town or thereabouts. It was great, man. She came down, um, last Thursday and stayed till Sunday and it was awesome. It was good. I, I've not That's seen great. her since winter Nam of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, when we all had the YouTuber 
Airbnb house situation, which was awesome. But uh, it was cool, man. We we hung out. It was her second or third time in Atlanta, but the only other time she's been here was like in or at, real quick in and out. So um, it was cool. I got to show her the city, took her to Waffle House for her first time. Yes. And she had the audacity to say, well, I've been to Denny's and that's kind of the same thing. And I was like, <laughs> how dare you, madam? It is not the same thing. Denny's is is swill compared to Waffle House. It is <laughs> it is trash. Denny's is is not even in the same playing field as Waffle House. And I proved my point. I took her to Waffle House. I I ordered for her. I was like, she asked what what to get, and I just said, just don't worry about it. And did the All Star Special hash browns uh, covered, scrambled eggs covered, raisin toast, sausage, and a waffle. Right. And that was the move. Do you think now? I I I I mostly agree with you about Denny's. I've uh, at most of the Denny's I've ever been to have been bad, but I have been to some that have been pretty good, and I feel like it, it's kind of like that. Um, it's the, you know, the price and participation may vary sort of thing. Uh, like maybe some Denny's just kind of do their own thing a little bit, and uh, the last you know, Denny's I ever went to was in St. Augustine, Florida, and. It was the only time in my life I've ever walked out of a restaurant because it was so, literally, it was disgusting. It was so, <laughs> we walked in and the, the entire place smelled like urine. I mean, it smelled like someone had just peed on the floor. Mm. And our poor waitress, I feel bad for the woman. She should not have been at work. And this is pre-pandemic. This was years ago. Uh, she was walking around the restaurant um, with obviously some sort of respiratory illness mm. and was open mouth coughing everywhere nonstop. And it was not a dry cough. And she came uh. and took our orders. And then you could just hear her walking around the restaurant, hacking her lungs out. And we all looked at each other and said, I'm not going to eat here. I'm not going to do this. And so um, that's never happened at a Waffle House. And I've eaten at plenty of Waffle Houses all over the United States. And uh, so, yeah. Well, not to get too... Uh, not to de- derail too much. What do you think about Huddle House? It, you know, I think I've only had a Huddle House once. Yep. And the whole time I was there, I just thought, I wish this was a Waffle House. Right. I think it's an okay substitute. But but I, I, I agree. Waffle House is it's pretty good. It's pretty Waffle good. House is a beacon of hope in a dark, dark sea of despair. The, you, the giant <laughs> golden sign. I can't tell you, there's been more than one time in my life where you know, you've been driving overnight back from Des Moines, Iowa, or wherever you are, and it's four in the morning, and you're starving, and you just see the Waffle House sign coming up over the horizon. You're like, oh, a safe space, a haven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So there you go. That was my yeah. week. Yeah. It's good. Uh, we did we did a couple videos. We went down to Rick's. She did a video. Uh, well, three of us did a video together on Rick's channel, and then um, did something for her channel, which will come out on March first, my birthday. And then we did a cover. She and I did a cover here in my studio that hopefully will come out in the near future because I'm real stoked on how it came out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great. How was your week? Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, Paul Reed Smith called me. <laughs> Oh yeah, as he does, as he's as he's known to do from time to time. So yeah, that was that was pretty neat. So we have a, a mutual friend here in town. Um, I mean, obviously Paul knows a lot of guitar players, and uh, they had mentioned me to Paul and mentioned that I had the um, 
HX50, and I was telling them they should check it out, and then they said, and, and they relayed that to him, and he said, "Hey, have him have him get in touch." And so I texted. We don't him have to be secretive about who it is. He's a friend of both of ours. Well, it's Kenny Greenberg, yeah, uh, who is a fantastic guitar player and all around nice guy. Yep. And um, yeah, he just uh, he connected us, and Paul and I talked about pedals, and he was like, "Have you ever heard of this?" And I was like, "No." And then he, we were talking about fuzzes and all sorts of cool stuff, and. Uh, he wants to get together, and, and oddly enough, um, Stevensville, where the factory is, right, is on the way home for for my wife when we go uh, back to Maryland. So we, it's I don't know, it's like an hour and a half from her place. So nice. Hopefully, you know, at some point when we go back, we can, or at least I can, and can go visit and check everything out because I would love to see their facility because all the YouTube videos make it look very much like the most futuristic guitar place, right. you know? Hey man, crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. You know? Right. Uh, no, I, I think it'd be cool. I think you should go up and, uh, and do it. Yeah, I want, I want to. And he was, he was very nice and I'm, I'm sending him, uh, some stuff and we're going to, you know, talk about it. He was funny though. He said, if, if I don't like it, I'll tell you. And I was like, okay, I can take it, <laughs> you know? But, uh, apart nice. from that, we, uh, we're, we're revamping the art for all the pedals. Right. And that's been, uh, a lot of it's been pretty fine, but there have been a few that have just really kind of stopped me in my tracks. But I think I think we got it. Uh, most of the art is all revamped and going to be printed and stuff in the next couple weeks. Um, so the old pedals, um, most of the dealers are out, so that's good. We still have a back stock, so we'll probably have a blowout sale on all the old stuff. But um, but really, you know, just that. I, I'm I'm getting the burnout, though. The burnout's mm-hmm. coming, it, or it's here. It's 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 set in. You need to take a break. <sighs> I know. I know, dude. I I faced that last year. Like the burnout really set in, probably in um, October, September, October timeframe. And yeah, luckily I was able. I was I had something on the calendar uh, where I was gone for a month, and that mm-hmm. helped helped me get over it. But yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just got to take some time away, you know? Yeah, and I, I think um, I'm, I'm whittling down a lot of the projects that are kind of wearing on me. So, uh, but hopefully, I mean, it's just funny, you know, it's 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 February and, and I'm already burnt out. <laughs> it's like the year's <laughs> just started. But, you know. Yeah, we'll but it's not, like you, it's not like you start January with like a completely clean slate. No. You no, know, no. when you're working like this, it's just, it's like, okay, the new year came and went. Here we go. I'm still doing right. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 exhausting, but it's it's good. So yeah, um, you want to dip this rig that we got? Let's do it. Did okay. you find one? I got one, baby. So Let's if you're just see. joining us uh, and you're new around here, this is something we do with our patrons, where we have our patron supporters, Patreon supporters, send in. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'll send in a rig uh, for us to to dip. Wow. Okay, what is this? So this is from uh, Peyton Banning. Uh, uh, Sassaman. Oh, uh, looks like he's from from Macon. Hell yeah! <laughs> so he says um, he is. Uh, this is his on call rhythm lead. Gu- Wait, he's an on call rhythm lead guitarist for a few bands around town, playing everything from blues, jazz, soul, southern rock, and he plays a lot of different stuff. But what we got on in this setup, he's got the PRS special. Semi-hollow, which I was lusting after. Right. Um, 
the Assur Classic S, which is such an awesome, like, Sir guitar. Sir S-style guitars are probably the best, you know, apart from Fender themselves. Um, Overdrive Special Clone, a uh, Tone Master Super Reverb, so new, and a pedal board, uh, probably have to zoom in on this picture, and an aux. Let me get, let me pull up the, the picture in, on my computer here. Looks like on the pedal board we got uh, an Exotic Wah, the 29 pedals Yuna, Cali, Cali 76 compressor, a Gladio. I don't remember the name of this company. They make a TS-10 clone, which is, is funny to me. Um, Prince of Tone. Don't know what this one is with the orange knobs. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. UA Satellite, the UA Golden, an HX Stomp. Uh, I think that's a warped vinyl. Cutron mm-hmm. yep. and a Polytune Mini. So, Oh, the uh, and the blue one, that's the... Um in the top right, the uh, the WAMP. Is that the, the O WAMP or the oh the no, WAMP. It, it's a it's the Yuna. Oh, the Yuna. Right, 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 right. Man, I've been seeing those pop up a lot on my on my social media feeds recently, and I'm I'm real keen on those. They look really cool. Oh, that the that that pedal that's a Keeley. That's the Cosmic Country Daniel Donato um, thing. Uh. I think it's a modulation of some. Nice sort or another, but yeah, that's the rig, and this is man, what a what a smorgasbord. This is a here. this is a high quality rig right here. This is a spare no expense kind of rig. Yeah. Um. All right. So guitars. Yeah. I mean the Sir and the PRS. Pretty pretty good examples of both guitars. Um, yeah. You know, I, like you said, both of those. I, I've played a lot of Sirs and I've played a lot of PRSs. And I think in terms of modern guitar manufacturers, if you're looking for something that is uh, sort of a modern take, especially on the Strat, that is a little bit different than what Fender offers, um, but is really, really highly quality built, I mean, the Sur probably is the way to go. And then the PRS, I mean, you know, it's a PRS. Um, Neither one are particularly my cup of tea, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think both of these guitars, there must be something about like this type of player and me and what I look for in a guitar, which is, I can see a theme here, which is um, Peyton and his guitars is looking for something that is very refined, very well built, very modern, um, and very almost straight ahead. If I could say that, like every Sir guitar I've ever played has been very good. But for me, it's always lacked something. They, they've yeah. always just kind of had... And the same thing with the PRS. They've, they're objectively great guitars that don't excite me at all. But mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, this isn't my rig. What do you think? I mean, like, I, I'm kind of right there with you in, in some ways. I mean, like, I've definitely played... I've, I've not spent that many that much time with, with Sir guitars but everyone i've played has been like oh this is really nice there's there've been a few classic antiques i've played that were really just you know phenomenal instruments um and and the prs thing i feel like you know you kind of either love the pickups or you 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 don't work with them Hmm. and i feel like the guitar itself once you kind of get the pickups in there and i think that's true for most electric guitars um if the guitar is there and you voice it with the pickups the way you want it to sound you can you can do so much, and and that's such a versatile setup. So it, it's obvious to me that there's some John Mayer inspiration here. What with the oh yeah the Qtron yeah and the TS10 and the yep. Prince of Tone and stuff. Right. So 
Yeah. But. Yeah, definitely, definitely a Mayer fan with, and, and especially the Dumble as well. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Now onto the board here. This is this is very very interesting. Yeah. So it's cool because with that HX stomp on there, that board can exist as a rig on its own, like without the amps and without the aux. You could run just that board with that stomp, and it would sound pretty great as long as you got the the presets sounding good on your stomp. Um, yeah. And yeah, dude, all all high quality stuff here. I, I have a Gladio. Um, they sent me late last year uh-huh. and it's it's cool if you're looking for that dumble in a box thing it does that really well also props for the prince of tone and not the king of tone i think the prince of tone is the better choice honestly because it's more affordable yeah uh, it's more easily accessible more pedal board friendly i that's that's my personal choice um man the two ua pedals and then is it 29 pedals that makes the the yuna yeah is the name of this company that that's I, I I've talked to the guy that that builds them, um, but I I honestly don't know much about them apart from <laughs> I see them on a lot of boards, and I think mm-hmm. that's um, it stands for Elite Unity Amplifier, um, so it's like a fancy buffer, I I believe. <laughs> it's a fancy boy buffer, um, and I yeah. don't mean that in like a derogatory way. No no no, I, it is. It's like a and from what I've seen, it's it's a. Well, I, I get confused because they have the Yuna and then they have, I think it's called the WAMP, right? Oh, the, there's the OAMP? Yeah, um, but people pronounce it WAMP. At least that's what I think I've seen oh, on, on the interwebs. Man, um, I don't. And I can't remember which does which, but both are sort of like just general tone shaper, tone helper kind of uh, tools for your pedal board, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not cheap, but they do a good job, at least from what I've seen. I've never played one. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like I've heard, I've had people ask me about it, and the the OAMP, which or WAMP stands for Output Amplifier. Like I I've, I don't I'm not as familiar with that. I've not really heard that one. Mm. Uh, Joey sent me a video of the the other one back when they started coming out. But it's like I don't know. Is it like I I feel like it's one of those things that I start to see on a lot of boards, and people are. I feel like they're getting it because it's popular. And, 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 and again, I don't mean, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, but is it necessary? You know, like, are you, well, mis- are you missing something? Like, do you, is it, you know, is it a necessary expense? Do you have to have it? Cause there's I mean, a lot of no. stuff on that board. There, but, but again, if we're going to go down that road, then a necessary expense there, you could start to split hairs on anything. Peyton's actually in the YouTube oh, chat. I see that. Uh, he says, that's exactly why I got the HX almost had to use it as a backup on a gig. Uh, you probably will at some point have to use it as a backup. It's also just nice to have that option. He says, so the Yuna makes it feel like you're plugging directly into the amp from a clarity standpoint. So yeah, right. it's kind of like, uh, you know what I had for a long time on my board was the BBE Sonic Maximizer. Oh yeah. And I really liked what that did. Now I'm not comparing the <laughs> the Yuna to a Sonic Maximizer, but um, it was that same kind of effect where you would turn the sonic maximizer on. I had it in the last thing in my chain and I just left it on and it was sort of like you were just lifting a blanket off of the amp basically. Right. Just added some clarity, added some punch. Um, so yeah, this is cool. I'd like to try something like that out. There's one guy on YouTube I saw that's like an ambient uh, guitar player and un- unfortunately his name is escaping me at the moment, but he's done a couple pedals on, on or a couple of videos on these pedals and uh, he has two of them cause he runs stereo Oh, man. And um, yeah, he puts two of them on his board 
And his, I mean, he does the ethereal sort of ambient kind of thing, but it sounds phenomenal on his videos. Do you think that's a thing though that can like, you can, you could recover that loss just with your amplifier? Like, um, I don't know because if it depends on what you're talking about, yeah. because if you're, if you're trying to recover some of the top end clarity and presence that you get from plugging your guitar straight into your amplifier, there aren't many amps that have like that EQ point that you have control over, right? Like yeah. even the treble or the presence is just a different spot on the EQ spectrum. And so if you're trying to bring that back, something like the the Yuna or a Sonic Maximizer or some kind of EQ or something to bring or a buffer to bring that top in and that clarity and that punchiness back, I don't know that that's something you could dial in with your amp. It depends on the amplifier. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's just, I, I, I talk a lot on the, um, or I, I communicate a lot on that pedal show Facebook group. And I saw people talking about needing a kind of acting like they need a buffer on their board. Mm. But it, it's, I think sometimes we get like in over our heads, just thinking we have to have all these things that right. other people have when you, you might not, because like, depending on your, like, this is a pretty sizable board and there's definitely going to be some signal loss, right. but is it, you know, is it necessary? It, I guess it just depends. But well, I think that's a side effect of like what we do online. You know, we talk yeah. about gear all the time. I talk about it. This this podcast talks about it. That pedal show sure sure talks about it a lot. And so we kind of generate this idea sometimes um, unintentionally that like, oh, in order to have good tone, you have to do these things. Right. And I try and keep that in mind when I'm making videos of of saying like, hey, this is just how I do something or this is my opinion on something. Sometimes I do a good job of that. Sometimes I don't. But I think, yeah, you're right. There's this culture with people that spend time on like the guitar YouTuber sort of spheres that you, you and I've found myself doing it. like with this 29 pedals thing. I've seen a couple of YouTube videos talking about it and showing it. I'm like, oh, I need that. I want that. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Happens. So, okay. And then the amps. All right. So uh, the Dumble clone and Peyton's in the chat here. Who built the Dumble clone? Maybe it's a secret. Oh, oh. Well, I want to know who built the Dumble clone if possible. And then the Tone Master Super Reverb killer amp. I actually gigged with mine um, back in December. I had only two shows in December, but they're both local here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I took my Tone Master Super on both of those gigs, and it was awesome. They were both theater. Uh, oh, Triatone? Triatone? Ch- Chariotone. Chariotone. Okay, cool. Those are great. Yeah. Uh, but the Tone Master Super, I really <laughs> enjoyed playing, man. It was super convenient. It sounded great in the room, like on a stage, in a room, full of people with a band. Uh, and then being able to turn down the, the output volume with the switch on the back, I just ran it like one click back from full power. And both were like 1,500 to 1,800 cap rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded great. It sounded That's really, awesome. really good. In that context, on that stage, you could not tell, even remotely closely, that it wasn't a tube-driven Super Reverb reissue. You couldn't tell. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to try one. I've seen them around uh, Dennis Fano, DF. He he, he bought a vintage one, like a a 66. And so I'd I'd be curious to, like, compare them just to, you know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I did a video on that, and the 66 that I had my hands on 
had been modded. It had the Dumble Ultraphonics mod that was done oh, by, right. I believe, Eli at Two Rock. As far as I know, that was who did the mod. I don't know mm-hmm. for sure, but um, and it it they they didn't really sound all that similar. But again, it's like if it's modded, it might be hard to. Yeah, you know. and it's which sixty six and what state are the speakers in, and does it have yeah. the original tubes or like? There's a lot of variables when you start trying to compare the vintage amp to a modern take on a modern reissue it's sort of just like look does it sound good if it sounds good it is good yeah yeah and it's funny though every time we go in and play that super that me and everybody that hears it's like man that's that's the amp i need (laughs) you Mm. know so but anyway what, what what would you rate peyton's rig here um well i feel like this one's hard this one's hard he's got all the big boy toys for sure i mean this is like he's dropped some money on this rig i mean we didn't even talk about the ua stuff he's got the aux and then the 282 ua pedals he's got the warped vinyl he's got the qtron i mean we skimmed over a lot here um definitely has the ability to get some really great sounding tones out of this rig yes definitely spent a lot of money on it uh which there's nothing wrong with no um both of us have spent a lot of money on our rigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, here's what I would like to see different. I, I, I've never been a fan of an HSS Strat, personally. I know they're sure. super versatile, but you've already got the humbucker thing covered with the PRS. I'd like to see that swapped out for a, a straight-ahead Strat. Um, and if I'm really getting nitpicky and cork sniffery here, uh. I'm not a huge fan of of the sir stuff i think you know i i probably prefer one of the higher end fenders personally over uh, over a sir sure um and then you know prs is it's prs it's great not for me so i'm gonna say 8.8.4 shoils here this is a tough one it's because it's a great rig it's a really really great rig but there's just some things here that aren't for me. And this is a, sub- a subjective rating. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny. Like, I, I agree with you. Some Sirs I've played have been like, some are just like, wow, this is great. And then some like, eh. The one thing I do like about Sir is they were the first people to do a, like a stacked volume pot. So the humbucker sees a 500K load and the single coils are 250. So there's like that balance right. is there, which I think is is really important. But for me with this, I would I would cut it in half. I would have... The PRS, I would probably uh, just take one or two of those overdrive pedals, maybe just the the Gladio, and um, I'm starting to to, to <laughs> like Bluesbreaker circuits a little more. Although I don't like the Prince of Tone, so I would take the TS10 and the Gladio, and like <laughs> the uh, one of the de- like the delay, and uh, maybe the warp vinyl. And if it was like that, the PRS, and then the Dumble or the Super, I would be like that. That'd be almost perfect for me. Um, but as it stands, I think, yeah, I, I give it an, uh, 8.9. I think it's a great wow, rig. We're really close. Yeah. I think it's a great rig. Uh, but it, it's definitely like, this is tailored for like his taste specifically. And I think that's great. Right. Right. Okay. There you go. So last week, was it last week we were as far apart as we've ever been? Yeah, or? it was pretty far. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then this week we're, we're pretty much in line here. Yeah. Look at us being dynamic changing things you never know what's going to happen pushing the envelope with all the stuff you know 
<laughs> um, so I asked the, the, the discord about, um, whoop, whoa, oh, there we are. There we are. About a uh, topic. And then it dawned on me. I know what we can talk about. Okay. So, uh, I don't know if I announced this to everyone yet, but the, the Herculean is going away uh, as, as it, as it sits. Um, and so, just like that, all the prices on Reverb doubled. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, there's still some a bunch of new ones, so buy them <laughs> up. And I'm gonna make. We still have a bunch of the D, the D Herc, the Dumble style looking Hercs. And and R.I.P. Mr. Dumble, yep. by the way. Right. Um, that style, we still have uh, thirty or forty of those that we're we're gonna build. But when when all those are done, the Herculean V2 is is dead. Uh, just a quick side note: Can you set one of those aside for me to purchase from you? Because I don't have one, and I want I want one before it goes away. Yeah, but maybe. Well, okay, I can. But what I think we should talk about is how do I go? And this is a big question. Okay. How do I go about creating the ultimate overdrive like that? Uh, well, okay. So for the uninitiated, describe the Herculean. What it okay. did. And why you're killing it off? So initially, the Herculean was a, a modded tube screamer, and and I, at the time, I made a modded tube screamer, a modded bluesbreaker, and a modded Nobles ODR one. And I said, this is really stupid because like none of them are selling great, so I should just condense them into one pedal. And so I started over, and I made the Herc uh, Herculean V2, which took away the input and output buffers, added a bass control and kind of revoice the pedal to give you everything from the 808 vibes to a little bit more clarity to lots of bass like an ODR1 and uh, it's loud and dynamic and the reason I'm killing it is because everyone thinks it's a tube screamer and it doesn't sell that great so right because everyone makes the tube screamer yeah and it's okay I'm not going to get on my rant so continue so I mean that's that's basically it. Uh, so what why I'm killing it is because it up until recently with that new art they just didn't sell and I I don't like trying to keep something alive for no reason. So right. with the fact that we're re revamping the artwork a little bit, uh, all of it's getting just a, a fresh coat of paint yet again. I know I just did this, but we're doing it again. Um, I think now's the time I'm gonna kill the V2 and start working on a V3. And I've polled people on Instagram. We've done all this stuff and, and literally no suggestion has, except, except for maybe one has really made me go, that's a good idea. And, and okay. not to, not to shit on what people are saying, <laughs> but like you have to look at it from a builder's perspective and not like a, you know, it, it's, it's a, when you're, when you're building it and when you're just playing it, it's a different world. So sure. So what, what was the suggestion? The, the suggestion that I like is uh, adding a mid-range control. Okay. So, um, you know, being able to have that mid-forward thing or make it a little bit more scooped. Um, and that, that's something that yeah. is, is totally viable. But, like, for you, because I know that some of your favorite overdrives are going to be uh, the Timmy, yep. um, the Lightspeed, yep. probably, and then... Probably the Klon style circuit. Yeah, the Mjolnir, the Wildwood Mjolnir has become a a staple for me. So, you know, 
in that camp because I, I also feel- really like the the ODR one as well though. I don't really talk about it. The only the only oh, okay. one I currently have is in the protein, right? Um, but I do enjoy that the way that thing breaks up. Yeah, it's interesting because like I think a lot of people look at that and assume it's a modded 808 or something, and it's not. It's totally different. Right, it's a, it's a green. Um, and in and, and you know sometimes I play them and it's cool and I don't know I I used the one I used to make it was, it was okay and, and I enjoyed it but it just never made me real excited to play right. it. It sounded good, quiet or like like in a small amp at home, but every time I played it loud, it just felt too too big. Like, I don't right. know. It's, it's too bassy, even yeah, with the bass knob. Yeah. There's a lot of low into it as well. And again, it's totally dependent on what, what you're playing into, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. wh- are you, what kind of setup are you going into? Are you playing humbuckers into an overdriven mid rangey amp? Well then, you know, that's, that's going to be different than if you were playing single coils into a mid scooped kind of situation. The Patreon chat is going, off right now everyone's (laughs) (laughs) we picked a good topic i'm like yeah trying to listen to you and read the chat and it's it's not going super well um i like the idea of the mid-range control Mm -hmm. because it fixes an inherent problem with and i know it's not a tube screamer circuit but um it it adds that control that a lot of overdrives don't have but should have if you think about where an overdrive sits in its job a lot of a lot more overdrives like the tube screamer should have a mid control right that would fix my issue with the tube screamer i think almost immediately i mean is that so like if you were going to take an amalgam of all your favorite drives that 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 kind of live in that camp like what's a necessity like what has to be on this circuit because here Here's a prototype that I made. Uh, <laughs> cool. So just sell that. Oh yeah, it sounds it doesn't sound great. Um, but basically, what this is is I took the idea um, that the full drive two and the Timmy and the Janray, um, or not the Timmy, the Tim rather, um, did with the boost. Which the boost part of those circuits is basically turning up and down the gain in the pedal itself. It's not an additional boost and uh, doesn't work with the Herculean. So okay. that's right out. But um, on the feature set on this, like my initial thought was, hey, let's have um, some, some internal voicing controls to really fine tune it to your rig, R- maintaining all the normal controls that the, the original Herculean had. Um, and then adding a clipping switch and then having this boost. And just none of it really in, was inspiring to me. So, like, what's your laundry list of got to have it on an overdrive or, or wish uh, you could have it on an overdrive? And people okay. in the chat chime in, too. I'd like to see. Well, it's tough because I just I don't really sit around and think, like, what's my dream overdrive pedal? Like, if I could design an overdrive. There, because I like different overdrives for different reasons and for me it's more about oh it's not the feature set on this drive or it's the controls or whatever it's this drive sounds good and i like what it does with my playing style and my amp so that is the tim slash timmy that is the blues breaker circuit the morning glory the uh the light speed that is things sort of off the wall stuff like the drive-o-matic or um the the ap preamp the rl posen preamp i really love that pedal um the other part of this for me is 
I find myself now getting further away from overdrive pedals where the the clipping and the distortion and saturation is coming from the pedal and I'm going more towards using an amp breaking up and that's just been a result of for the past two years now I've been primarily recording and playing at home with an aux or the two notes capture x with no speaker cabinet so volume's not an issue and I like the way an amplifier sounds breaking up so the overdrives that I do use more and more are becoming just kind of saturated boosts and yeah. not actual overdrives because I don't play into clean amps. And I've had so many people complain about my version of clean in, yeah. in these videos that I've been doing. Like, that's not clean. That's not clean. It's like, it's, it is clean. It's clean to me. Just like, say, say your bypass signal. Oh God. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so I think something to control the mid range is really important because that will make or break an overdrive pedal. Yeah. If the mid is not right, take the tube screamer. I think the mid range is not right on a tube screamer. It only sits, it only works well if you have a mid scooped guitar going into a mid scooped amplifier. And as such, I don't believe that makes it the greatest overdrive of all time. And yes, I know Stevie Ray Vaughan played them. I know John Mayer plays them. Like the thing is, those guys don't sound like that because of the tube screamer. Like right. Stevie Ray Vaughan would have sounded like Stevie Ray Vaughan whether or not he had a tube screamer on his board. Mayer is going to sound like Mayer whether or not he's got a tube screamer on his board. Um, but to me, that's an example of the mid-range on a pedal just being wrong. And if you could switch that or you could control that a little bit more, then you make it, you give it the ability to fit with a wider variety of rigs and a wider variety of players and guitars and amplifiers. So for me, I think a mid-range control is necessary if, if we're just right. if we're you know you know blank slate we're we have our druthers here we can do what we want yeah throw a mid-range on there yeah and, and it's funny because like you know i think the polar i'm the polar opposite with the screamer i mean everyone that's listening knows that but like i, I i've thought about doing the mid-range thing i've also you know having it be a, a pot i've also thought about having it just be a, a like a boost or flat switch um because like, does it have to be a pot? Can we find like the sweet spot and then set that that works with, I mean, we have, I mean, of course I'm next to Novo. We have most pickup combinations passing through. We have a bevy of amps that we can try things through to see if that, that makes sense. Um, Bumforce in the chat mentioned a clean dry blend, which I personally hate. I don't like a clean mix on. Oh, pedals. I like it. Dude, I really like it. I hate it because Why? here because I feel like I've never played one and, and again it's not something I gravitate towards because I you know if if I have an overdrive is it, it is there to color the sound I have um because that's how I approach this stuff and I'm not gonna build something not for me because <laughs> why on earth would I do that um so what I uh when it, whenever I try it, I feel like sometimes if like, let's say you just go full dry and you uh -huh. don't have any of that affected signal, I feel like there, it's, it's got to be the same or have a little something to make it like retain that character or be even better than when that is off. Because there's some pedals that I've played, I'm not going to name names, where when you go to the, if you just 
have just the clean signal, it doesn't sound like your clean signal. And I think that is, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. But the thing about a clean blend is it, I mean, in, in reality, no one would turn on their overdrive and have the clean blend all the way up. Right. No. But to me, what it does, um, and I did this in a, a video that I made this week where I was using the revival drive. I believe it was the revival drive. And um, basically the sound was the, the overdrive sound was good and it was saturated and it sounded great, but it was just too compressed and I was losing, I was playing my Esquire and I, it kind of masked the sound of the Esquire. It wasn't plucky and punchy and twangy and bright. And so I, I just brought in like 20%, 15 to 20% of my clean blend just enough to get that initial spank and that like the pick falling off the string and it blends that in with the overdrive and your clarity comes back. It's like um, the Heather Brown uh, uh, Blessed Mother does that. In fact, I think actually that's what I was using in the video and when I was describing this one, the, the Blessed Mother overdrive. The way it breaks up on its own without the clean blend in, it's very compressed, it's very mid-rangey and it's very gainy. Like it's actually kind of hard to get a lower gain sound out of it. But as you bring the clean blend up, it's blending in your your clean signal, and then it seems like it's r uh, lowering the relative amount of gain too. So it kind of increases the headroom of the pedal, gives you more sweep on the gain knob, and that pedal I think sounds its best when you've got twenty percent, twenty five percent of the clean blend brought in there. Right. Yeah. It's just funny because like when I when I like. If talking about the revival drive like to me if it's missing something without that clean mixed in then it's then you fix that you make the pedal do that you know like you don't add another feature you just make what's there work better you mm -hmm. know like that's 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 where my mind goes i don't think like oh what would fix this would be not hearing the the overdriven signal at all you know, I would think, oh, if it needs more definition, we're going to swap some stuff and have these controls work better, mm. you know, and, and that's just my mentality as, as a builder, but also as a guitar player. Like if I have to do something because something else isn't delivering, then I don't think the other thing's doing its job. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I, way more people are buying revival drives than are buying Mythos pedals. So, like, I know they're doing something are they? right. Yo, yeah. <laughs> they're that, expensive, man. Like, yeah, but anytime I show the revival drive or the revival drive compact on my channel, the number one comment is like, man, that pedal's expensive. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But the big one, the revival drive, the big one does a lot. Like, yeah. When you, it's, you know, it's kind of like the color box, right? Where, if you just look at it on the surface, you're like, damn, that's a lot of money for that thing. But then when you think about all the jobs that it can kind of cover and all the ground it can cover, it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's worth it because that's down to the person buying the pedal. But right. um, I will say the origin stuff is incredibly well built and it sounds really good. And Oh, yeah. You know. They're they're incredible. And, and the guys that, that build that stuff and design this stuff are remarkable. Uh, in our YouTube chat, Adam Baker uh, said is the clean blended clon thing and it is and that's very true but the thing about the clon um is that it's a dual gang pot so you're you're blending out the clean signal and you're blending in the drive so it's turning both those controls at the same time which i think works and when when the clons gain or the the clean mix the gain 
gains all the way down, clean mix all the way up. With the treble in the right spot, you cannot tell that pedal's on, mm. you know? And so like that to me, it's like, that's doing the thing. It's working. Um, but at any rate, I'm not putting a, a clean mix knob <laughs> on the... <laughs> if Damn. it was a... If it was a... Okay. I like it on fuzz. I like it with bass effects. Um, modulation, delay, reverb. Yeah. Okay. But for an overdrive, strictly an overdrive, not necessary in my opinion. So, uh -huh. but it, like... Like, do you think, because I know for you, I remember you, you had the plumes in a video, I think Sweetwater that yeah, you yeah, did, yeah. Yep. and you really liked the open clipping. And I yes. think clipping, clipping is something that gets really confusing really fast for a lot of people right. um, for good reason. But I remember you remarking on having, I think in the middle setting, it like lifts the clipping diodes and all you're getting is the op amp being pushed. Right, and, it, and I like op amp distortion a yeah. lot. It's that's what the drive-o-matic is. It's an op amp distortion, uh, and that's what I liked in the plumes. Is when you take those clipping diodes out because it it again fixes another problem that I have with the tube screamer, which is it's super compressed, it's mid rangey, and it just lacks a lot of dynamics. But with that plumes, when you lifted those clipping diodes out and you went just op amp, it became more responsive and almost more amp like. Yes, yeah, and I mean it's it's it. it you're just overdriving that op amp. And that to me, when people talk about, oh, it's like this chip or that chip, that's one of the times it matters most because when you're clipping the wave with diodes, a lot of that character and, and the subtlety goes away, but you can really hear it when you're, when you're not doing anything else other than just strictly overdriving that op amp. And that's when like using nine or 18 volts really comes into play. But what I'm thinking, so let, like, let me let me lay down what I, I think the Herculean should have. All right. I'm going to keep all the knobs, so volume, gain, clarity, which is the tone knob, and bass. Okay. Add an, a mid-range control of some sort, either a switch okay. or, or a pot. I think, I think either works. I think I would have to ask people what they would want because, I mean, it may not be dramatic enough to warrant having a pot. Right. But... You know, have that. Have a clipping switch, and then have an, an on an onboard boost that is is independent, and maybe has an internal order switcher. I don't know. I, I order switching. I get it, and I know why people want it, but I feel like it's going to be one of those things. You set it on one side or the other, and you never touch it because that's the way you like it. So I think no order switcher. I think clean, well, no, we're not doing a clean blend, you said. No, no. No, no. <laughs> uh, the the Retschall signature will have a clean blend. Um, yeah. I like the mid-range control being a switch. Although, I don't know. Let me think about this for a second. Um, you see, it's hard. Like A three-way toggle might be cool for the mid-range. Okay. A yeah. three-way toggle. Like mini toggle could be cool. Um, but then you're going to get people complaining about like, oh, well, uh, the setting I want is like in between these two settings. Right. So maybe you just put a pot on it and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, if it works. I mean, that's the thing. It's like there's so many different ways to because ultimately at its heart, I don't want to I don't want to start over. I just want to take what I have that I like and make it more appealing and let people know, hey, this isn't a TSA to wait clone. Yeah. 
Maybe you should just change it from the Herculean to not a tube screamer. Just the name of it? Yeah. Not a not the a mythos not, not a, a screamer. screamer. <laughs> it's not a screamer. It's not a screamer. Um yeah, I like that. And then the clipping section. So, would you have? Would it be a two-way switch or a three-way switch? I think it would be three. And I think, um, and, and this is something I've I've thought about a lot too. Like either you go, you know, classic silicon open, and then some other fun thing. I like MOSFET clipping in this circuit. I think it makes it real chewy. It's very Zen drivey. It's more distorted. Or you go soft clipping, no clipping, hard clipping. But then you're going to get mm. people go, why can't I have both? So, I mean, I, I, I like hard clipping in some circuits. Uh, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't sound different enough. But I just, man, I just, I, I know that this pedal could really do well if people understand that it's more like a Timmy instead of, you know, anything else. Because I'm I feel telling like you, it, it's, just a, it's just a branding issue. Yeah. Just, just keep it the same and call it... The mythos, more like a Timmy, not a tube screamer. You're gonna like it, just buy it. That that will go over so well. <laughs> I mean, look, man, I'm a I'm an ideas guy. You know, I just yeah. I, this stuff's just popping off my like all day. You know, and uh, that one's for free. You can have that one for free. Okay, well, I, I I'm curious to see what the ones I have to pay for sound. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so the chat's kind of uh, the chat seems to want to switch um sure over a pot okay that you know i think that could that be, cool. be, be so much easier for me it's easier to to do a switch <laughs> then do a switch if it's easier for you do a switch yeah and, and and i here's here's the thing and and i've seen people debate this on forums and whatnot i really 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 like internal trim pots and switches because i like making it mine and no one else knowing what i'm doing so <laughs> I feel like though the community at large always moans about having to like open something up. And, I and adjust yeah. it. if there's internal dip switches, I just don't use them because it's like oh I got to pull it off my board and I got to do the thing. I got to find a screwdriver and I got to take it off and then put it. And then what if I don't like the and I got to do it all again? It's just a pain in the ass. Right. I I'm wouldn't do a, it. I'm such a tweaker. I like that's that's like. It it makes me so happy to open something and see like oh there's stuff in here, you know. <laughs> Like, like for those that don't know, if you have one of the Dunlop reissue fuzz faces, um, now this is, this is some work, but you can, uh, take the circuit board, you take the back off and you take the circuit board out and flip it over and there's bias pots under there. I would never do that. Never. But I mean like, but you know, like if you're like, this thing just doesn't sound right. You could do that, turn it a little bit. Uh, or if you have a multimeter, you can measure the voltages and find out like, oh, this is a little a little too cold um, and dial it right in. And that to me is like super, super fun. You make it more better. I don't that know. Is, that is so interesting because <laughs> that is my nightmare. idea of hell. <laughs> I got to go find screwdrivers of different sizes now. I can't yeah. just have the one. I got to have the little ones and I got to pull the damn thing off and then I got to sit there with a multimeter and I got to measure shit and I got to, I just want to kick it on and have it sound good. Yeah. Oh now. my god! All right, can so you, mid control. My, oh, you can see my amp that I blew up. Yeah, got a kick and something. Rock. Oh man. Yeah, I think so. Add a mid control toggle. Yeah. Add a clipping toggle. Rename it the Mythos, not a tube screamer, sort of a Timmy pedal. Um. 
new art, different color. Yeah. Call it a day. Okay. Is that enough? You think that's enough? Well, what do you, why, why, why do you feel like you need to completely redo the whole thing? It seems like you just want a new pedal at this point. I, well, I don't know. I, I just like, I want to, I don't, I never want to make just small moves and call it a new version. You know, I want it to be like big. I mean, okay. Do you think it should have an onboard boost? Um, I think that could be a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a standalone boost circuit, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd because be independent. Yeah, exactly. Because then that's, that's a value add for the pedal because now you're getting a, a really great overdrive and a boost. That's one less pedal I have to have on my board. One less pedal I have to buy. Um, yeah, totally. Do a killer boost. James in the YouTube chat said, what about a rotary knob to dial in caps, I guess for like the, the mid range. That, cool. that could be kind of cool. You know, have like a selector switch that mm-hmm. if, if it can fit on the board, cause usually selector switches are pretty, uh, substantial. So. Yeah, that's one thing that Fred at Divided by 13 does with his amps. He's got the click channels, and I really like that because you could just go ka-chunk, 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 and then find your thing, and then there it is. Oh. Well, okay. Let's wrap this up, and then I have some interesting news that I had forgot to mention. Um, I think, okay, so we're going to we're gonna try the mid-range. Right. Uh, we're going to try the boost. We'll, yep. we'll, the clipping switch, easy. The clean blend. Easy-peasy. Easy Clean yep. blend. I'll I'll put it on there and then I'll I'll just take the circuit and scratch just put it, it on there. Put it on there, mine. Uh, just on mine, and then. <laughs> hey, how about we meet in the middle? How about we do a clean blend on an internal trim pot? Oh man. <laughs> no, oh. I, I I I'll uh, I, you know what I would do? I would do for you. I'd build an individual clean blend, and you could have like loop. You could loop it in. Oh. Oh my God! Put a big knob on it. You can have one more pedal. Put it on the side. Roll your foot. Jesus! Remember when that was the thing? I we used mm. to see that all the time on boards. You know? Yep. Yeah. The I, big uh, uh, foot knob thing. I, I don't know. It's dumb. But anyway, <laughs> that's enough about the Herculean. I think, uh, I, I think people will get it once I redo it a little bit but once the, you rename it, it the, sure. i don't want to rename it i think herculean's a great name although people read the the algorithm on reverb uh it auto suggests herculean with a u h u r c which is not how the word is spelled. maybe you just make herculean an acronym and it says hey everybody real cool <laughs> understated Uh, somebody help me out here. Hey, everybody. Real cool, understated, limited. Limited edition. Edition. Aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> Wait, not mid-range. N- <laughs> Herculeum. Hercule- I can't speak or spell. Oh, I didn't God. have that toy as a child. <laughs> Speaking spell. Um. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um. Amps. You amps. mentioned amps. News on the Mythos amp. Mm. What? Oh. Uh, uh, prototype month, hopefully. This month? Uh, maybe. Oh, a month from now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see. It's it's like uh, th- the the stars aligned and things are working out and like it's pretty interesting. I'm working with with someone. I'll I'll explain whenever if, if it comes to fruition, all the details will be revealed. But it's uh, looking like. I'm going to have, have a little uh, chassis with some tubes in it that we can try through the cabinets here and, and in the Novo shop, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Man, 
I'm excited because I too have ha- had an update on my amp situation. Oh. Um, should have a prototype ready to go play in Asheville this month. Oh shoot! Yeah, so we're we're gonna be competing. Like this is dude, gonna we're gonna turn. get yeah we're gonna be competitive uh, and competitive amp company. We should, we should once both our amps are out, we should do like the um, the boxer thing and just like have like a press conference and us just like stare at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would just advertise each other's amps, but do it in a way that we're beefing well, or what <laughs> yeah. we could do is we'll just ditch the thing that we've been working on and mm-hmm. we'll both agree hey we're gonna do the same amp and i'll go back to daniel at port city say hey forget all this work you've done <laughs> um we're gonna try this thing on dipped in tone so i need you to do this amp and then zach is gonna do his version and then we'll put them both out and we'll see whose sells better yeah let's do it that'll that that'll go over well <laughs> Yeah, yeah, super uh, great business decision. Do you do you have a uh, shill of the week? Do you have? <laughs> I do, and I forgot to bring it upstairs. I, oh, I went no. downstairs right before we went on. You can just tell us what so, it is. Um, no, you go first. Well, mine. You're gonna have to pay attention on this one because this is new from from Mythos, and uh, I'm, I'm Discord chat. If you share this or screen cap this, uh, so help me God. <laughs> I swear to God. So this is coming out, I think, on the 11th, which at my speed, the, the podcast will be up by then. <laughs> um, this Hey-o. is a new fuzz that I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to capture the paint on this for Mass Street Music. And it is uh, basically part of the Spartan series. And it is a silicon fuzz called the 1347 which is mass streets uh street address and i thought that's a that's a cool number so we'll put it on there in a in a vintage ass font and um i'm uh, yeah. i'm really digging this so what it is is uh fuzz face ish a lot of changes uh using very low gain uh, transistors that somehow uh paired the way we've paired them is loud and aggressive and explosive and uh, with the bias pot inside, like most you know fuzz fuzz pedals have, you can get this to do all the velcroy things or the big thick woolly fuzz sounds and yeah should be um, should be out in just like a week or so. I'm but very it, excited to, to play that. You've sent me a few uh, playing examples of it so far and it sounds awesome. Dude, and, and the finish, the the finish on it, it looks, it just looks blue, right? It's but, the hammer tone, right? Well, it's hammer tone, but it has a rainbow sparkle top coat. So as you move it in the sun, like out outside, this thing, it looks like the most tricked out low rider. <laughs> uh, it's incredible, it, it, and like it's, I've got some photos that will be shared, but it's really hard to capture on like this, so. 1347 silicon fuzz coming coming very soon add it to my tab perfect (laughs) settle up at the end of the month um i just got it in the mail right before we came on and forgot to bring it upstairs uh my shill of the week um and it is a shill because it was given to me for free but the new source audio zio zio the uh oh yeah, the yeah analog yeah. front end boost thing very excited to try it i watched pete thorne's um demo on it where he was he's on tour in the uk he made a video like on the road talking about it 
And of course, anything Pete does sounds damn good. Yeah. Because he's Pete Thorne. Uh-huh. Um, but I like this. I like the Source Audio stuff, and I like that they are venturing into the world of of analog pedals because up until this point, everything they've done is digital, and they, they have a yep. really unique take on how they do digital stuff and everything. But um, yeah, like we were saying earlier, I've gotten to the point where I'm starting to kind of prefer more boosts and uh, like preamp style pedals in front of amps uh, than I am just straight ahead overdrives. I like what they do. Yeah, that and, one. Uh, no. Man. Gotta get you one of these. I know. I know. Put it on the list. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to try it. I'm sure I'll talk about it again next week once I've had a chance to actually play it. But Did, did you ever get your fart pedal? No, I didn't. Damn it. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, someone said Pete Thorne could make the fart pedal. John B in the chat said Pete Thorne can make the fart pedal musical. It's I true. doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. It's um, true. But I will say that I was glad to see the fart pedal on a JHS like best of 2021 live stream. Yep. Only because he ran it into the Oracle and he <laughs> delayed it and yeah, made it, it was great. awesome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. That's funny. So, yeah, that's oh, it's good. good. It's good times. Um, all right, everyone. That's it. We're done. No more. It's no over. More. No mas. No mas. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, subscribe. Sign up for our Patreon. Do all the things. And uh, catch y'all later. Bye, everybody.